Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Dear Heart Podcast. Today we have someone very special joining us. Each month we have one special guest jumping in to share a little bit about their walk with God and their journey of faith. This week's guest is Emily Bush. I met Emily five years ago on a youth trip. We met the cutest little camp cat that weekend. And Emily, do you remember what his name was? Um, it was like buttercup butterscotch, like yeah. something food or candy. I, I don't, don't remember know. either. <laughs> but we loved that cat. And through the years, Emily and I have been on many more adventures. And we've also had a lot of deep conversations about living for Christ and dying to self. She is a ray of sunshine, and she is a loyal champion of others. She is kind, she is joyful, and she always reminds me of what is possible with God. I am thrilled to welcome Emily to the podcast today. Hi, everybody. I'm so thrilled to be here. This is awesome. I love Tacey so much, and I've just thoroughly enjoyed getting to talk to her about all these topics and stuff. Emily, can you fill us in on your life and what's going on a little bit with you recently? Yeah. Um, So uh, my name is Emily. (laughs) I'm 21. I'm living in Nashville, Tennessee, like attending school there. I'm at Lipscomb University um, pursuing a theater education degree. I'm about to go into my final year, which is really exciting. Yep. (laughs) A little nerve wracking, but exciting. Um, I'll be doing a lot of student teaching this year, working with kids. and then She's it, so good at that. <laughs> I, it's my passion. I love it more than anything. Kids are the best humans in the world. Uh, and at the end of that, this year, I get to go to Thailand uh, to teach for about two months. And I, that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to in the world right now. So, And yeah, this summer I've been working at a theater with kids having a great time, getting to spend time with Tacey, which is nice. Yes, (laughs) we love that. Friends, Emily is someone that is just wonderful to know. She is sewn into the fabric of my heart, and I just love her. And I know that she will be deeply loved by all of you, too. Now, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of today's talk, (laughs) I have one fun question for you, Emily. If you had to eat the same dessert... For the rest of your life, what dessert would you choose? And now I'm going to give you like some parameters for this, okay? Okay, parameters, parameters. So, you you know, after lunch or after dinner, one time a day, after the meal, you have to eat one dessert and the same dessert every single day. Which one would you choose? Man, this is such an interesting question because when I was a kid, I was such, I had such a big sweet tooth. I loved chocolate. I would like steal like chocolate and sweets from the pantry all the time, Um but as I've gotten older, I love like salty. That's yes. what I crave. Yes. <laughs> so when when I used to play basketball after basketball games, sometimes my dad and I would go and we'd get uh, we'd, like to a diner and we'd get a brownie sundae and a plate of fries. And I think that is like the secret to happiness. Yes. <laughs> Yum. I love fries. Yes. And so then, good. yeah, like the UDF brownie sundae is my go-to. Amazing. The best thing in the world. Their brownies are delicious they're so good delicious yes we have to get that sometime we really do yeah oh my gosh maybe after this that's great great (laughs) all right so now that we've been given a little window into emily's life and dessert choices (laughs) let's settle in and we'll prepare our hearts to receive the truth of god's word see this week we've been reading god's word and studying how god is our lord and emily will be sharing how she's experienced god as the lord of her life I'm sure this will be an encouragement to you. Emily, take it away. 
Wow. Uh, hearing God as our Lord, even that phrase is just like difficult for my heart. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's always, we live in such a culture that, that idolizes independence and autonomy and, and just like being the ruler of your own life and the Lord of your own life. Yeah. And so the idea of God as Lord is something I have just always struggled with. Um, it's interesting. I, I think about all the time when I was a kid, I would always pray like, dear Lord prayer. And then like in Jesus's name and in the Lord's name, amen. And I remember the first time I heard someone pray like, Hey God, um, prayer. And then like, I love you. Amen. I was so shocked that you could pray like that. Mm -hmm. I, I it was such a, when I was a kid, like God was this like big, scary yeah. person that like, it was like heaven or hell. And, and I was like, and terrified. he was not kind, not kind. No. I, I was terrified of him. And, and so I'd pray dear Lord. And, and I would, I was very like, like morality was Christianity and, and rules were Christianity and getting up early to go to church on Sundays was Christianity, <laughs> which I did not want to do as a kid. And so when people started introducing to me, like this idea of like, Hey God, like you're right here with me and I can just like talk to you and take things to you that are too big for me to carry. And, and God is father, God is friend. These were so comforting to me. And it's interesting though, now that I've lived in that mindset for uh, a lot of years now, I, I realized that I have gotten so far away from God as Lord and almost gone in the opposite direction where that is so difficult for I've me. I've been there too. Yep. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. and it almost, I get mad at God sometimes when he wants to be Lord yes. and he's always Lord, but yes. I get mad at him when like there's decisions that I don't want to make that I know I'm supposed to make. And I'm, I, I fight and I'm, I try to be independent and autonomous yes. and I try to do it without God. And, and when his plan doesn't align with my plan, the usual reaction is not to sacrifice my plan <laughs> for his. Yeah. It's to be like, okay, fine. Then you're the enemy now. And I am running away from you to do my own thing. Yes. And, and just he hearing those words like Lord God and, and master is so intimidating. And I think that, you know, there's no perfect example of Lord in any of our lives. Like when I think of like political leaders or world leaders or just like there's so much corruption, there's so much pain yeah. and abuse, dictatorship that 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 term has such a negative connotation um but i think that there's so much value in realizing that we just can't do it by ourselves yeah. and that we're not supposed to Ooh, that's hard oh that's hard <laughs> like we're just not supposed to and and that's yeah. a blessing in moments where we are just absolutely falling apart but when we're doing great and life is great and we feel like we're really doing it great on our own, we don't want to acknowledge God as Lord. We don't want to give, um, the power and the, uh, the praise to someone else other than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I wasn't always like this. I think when I was a kid, uh, w one of the purest moments of my faith, I feel like when I look back 
I remember I was in Sunday school and we were learning about like sacrifices and like worshiping God, like in like the old Testament and also just like all over the Bible. And I can't remember we were talking about like, like the frankincense myrrh, like burning incense or whatever. But, um, we were talking about like making sacrifices to God, like, and it was explained to me as like, like burning perfume. (laughs) And so I took that very literally. And I said, I, you know, I am a Christian and I want to worship God in the right way. Like the Bible says. So (laughs) I I went into my mom's bathroom that night and I took like a bottle of perfume or it was maybe like a sample perfume that you get, you know? Um, and I, I took that and I poured it into this little teacup set that I had and I put it on my desk and I was like, I can't burn it because I'm a child. I don't have access to fire, but <laughs> yeah. this is like my sacrifice oh, to God. That's beautiful. And, yeah. And, and looking back on that, I'm like, man, like he was in charge, like he was in charge of my life. And like, I wanted to worship him. However, that was explained to me. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, now I feel like I read the Bible and I'm so opinionated about it. Like I, I'm like, I can't believe that God would ask us to do this, or I can't believe that this is God's rules on this thing. And, and I'll, I, I feel myself like arguing or getting frustrated with God. And when I was a kid, I was just like, ah, he knows more than I do. <laughs> like <laughs> he wants me to burn perfume. I'll put perfume out. Like that's what he's asking for. Man, this is getting to me. This is good. <laughs> There's something in here about that childlike faith. And seeing God as your Lord. Can we flesh this out? Like, yeah. that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, my parents used to say, when you're a baby, uh, you make 0% of your decisions and we make 100% of your decisions. And when you're 18 or whenever you move out of the house or move on, um, then you make 100% of your decisions and we make 0% of your decisions. And all of growing up is slowly, like, giving up Mm -hmm. Uh, them giving up like autonomy and and me receiving autonomy. And when I think about that with God, I try to treat it like this 50, 50 relationship so often in my life. Like when I want to make a decision and I can tell that God has an opinion on it. I'm like, (laughs) let's find a compromise that works for both of us. Are you listening to me, God? Are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, are you taking into account what I want? Cause that feels important to me. (laughs) And, and I think that like as children, we just accept that our lives are not completely our own and that we don't get to make a hundred percent of our decisions. When an adult says, because I said so, that that's what it is. That wins. <laughs> they win. <laughs> they always win. They have the they yeah. have the money. They have the power. They have the authority. They yeah. own the house. Like they <laughs> they usually win the argument. Yeah. Um, and with God, I think we can often like trick ourselves mm. into forgetting that we're children. Yeah. Um, his children, and and I think that's God as Father, but I, that also is God as Lord because. He's in charge. He's he has the power. This is good, Emily. Because I have some timelines that I'm I'm hoping God is interested in in my life. Right? Yes. I know I'm doing that. Yeah. I'm a planner. I love. I'm so. I love my thinking about my future and and dreaming about my future. Yes. And telling God your ideas. (laughs) Yes. I'm like. So this is how my life's gonna work out. God, if you could work your plan around that, that would be wonderful. Yeah. In 
it would be devastating if he didn't because oh my goodness i put yeah. a lot of hope into those ideas this week alone i had a decision where i didn't get my way mm. and got it was god's way not mine and and we would hope that when you make a decision that glorifies God, that is in his plan, that afterwards you'd be like, I feel great about that decision. Like, yeah, I feel full and, and yeah. I feel holy and I feel like redeemed, redeemed. And <laughs> full of light, full of light. And I am the perfect Christian. And spoiler alert to anyone who is yeah. listening, who currently thinks that you don't feel that way. Yeah. You make a decision that honors God. Mm-hmm. You're still not getting your way. You don't, feel good it hurts it hurts so much and Mm -hmm. and this week I've been hurting and that's it's hard to then also be hurting and then turn to God and worship him yes and he deserves that because he's our Lord yes and saying that is so difficult like it is I can't do it on my own like I I need his plan to make it through life joyful and I do full. too. Yeah. And I need to worship him and go to him in moments of anxiety and pain or I will not feel better. Mm-hmm. When I go to things that do not fulfill me, that are things of this world that are joyful for, I won't even say joyful, that are happy for a moment. Yes. That are satisfying for a moment. Yes. And then you're just left with so much more pain yep. underneath and that. And grief and shame. Yes. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. And I just, I think that it was funny. I was, I was thinking about Bible verses, um, that, that I felt like applied to this or that highlighted like God is Lord. And I just kept coming back to one of my favorite verses, um, which is in Isaiah 40, 30 and 31. And I remember thinking, this is one of my favorite verses of all time. It, there's no way it has the word Lord in it. Cause I struggle so much with that word Lord. I was like, it probably says father, um, God. And of course I open up my Bible and God is, has such a sense of humor that I look in right in the middle of the oh, no. is the word Lord. The Lord, Lord. And I was like, of course it is because yeah. that, of course it is. Right? That's what he does. <laughs> of course. That's he, that's what he does. And so it's, um, Isaiah 40, 30 and 31 even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I've always I've always loved this verse because it has been made abundantly clear to me throughout my life that I can't do it on my own. And every time I've tried, it has not worked out well, and I always and I always end up back with God usually in the shower or in my bed crying mm-hmm. being like how did I get here again yeah and it's because we need God to renew our strength we need like yes. the Lord of the universe to help us complete this race that we are absolutely no matter how many times we try to trick ourselves incapable of racing on our own and, and God just promises, you know, he's not, he's not trying to be mean. He's not trying to be cruel. He's just being honest. He's communicating with us in this scripture. He's just saying, Hey guys, I'm giving you a heads up. 
you can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you come to me, not only do I renew you, get, give you yes. energy, give you hope, give you a purpose, but I'm also like mount up with wings like eagles. Like what other leader in the world is like, let me bring everyone up with me I know. to my level. Yeah. Like, no competition, no fear. Yes. No, like protecting his, I mean, he literally came down to earth Yeah, to take on sin and pain and do all the things that we are doing and have to go through. He didn't have to do that. Mm-mm. What type of Lord, what type of master, what type of like leader does that? His, his goodness is wild to me. <laughs> yeah. And even right now I'm feeling so inspired that like, let's all be leaders like that in this world. Cause there's no, there's yes. so few examples of that. So like, how do we be leaders in our, in our friend groups, in our families, in our circles where we're leaders that are bringing people up next to us and who are pouring into others? You yes. Know? And don't see others as something that's hurting them, always tearing them down, but only someone to build up. Yes. And, and the fact that God has no, he owes us nothing. Mm-hmm. We have done nothing ever for yes, him yes. that he did not deserve 10 times um, what we were able to give him. And yet he, he's always there and he's consistent and he's doesn't give up on us, even though it's the 15th time this summer that we've come to him crying over decisions that we made. That's crazy. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to tear up because... Emily, I'm going to close this out now because dear heart, man, he doesn't give up. Mm -hmm. That's something my heart just needs to sit in. It's like the story of the prodigal when he's, Mm -hmm. the father is not just walking towards his son. He's been waiting the whole time his son's been gone. And he's so excited to see him. that He runs. Mm -hmm. And that's God to us every day. Every day. Who is he that he's so good to us? Oh, it's and and then in moments like that, it's like, of course I'm less than, and that's okay. Yeah, I could never, I, I could never be more than that. I, I should never be equal to that. And I don't want to be and because I don't, be. I don't need to be. Mm-mm. He's on my team. Yeah. Oh, he's on our team. That's yeah, yeah, powerful. Wow, friends, we have a lot to walk away with today. <laughs> Emily, oh, you are just the best. Mm. Speaking God's truth to our hearts, being vulnerable, being willing to say that it's hard to see God as your Lord. It is so true. Mm-hmm. And we need more men and women in the faith that are willing to say that and yeah. walk through the murkiness. So thank you, Emily. Thank you for giving me this word. I... God knew that Mm -hmm. this was the hardest one for me. And I feel like whenever we face hard things, it always, it's like a diamond, like the coal and diamond analogy. Like it's like hard and tough, but it reveals something beautiful. And, and I felt like this week I needed this word more than ever. And I'm just, thank you for having me. And this has been so much fun. I love talking to you. should do it more often. <laughs> yeah, of course. Over brownie Sundays from of UDF. Course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, friends, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. To God be the glory.